Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Doug, I'm the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. And uh, I thought I'd just cover some real critical points on how to profit from the share market. I know I do get lots of emails from people who read my book, Accelerate Your Wealth, and um, my earlier best-selling book, How to Beat the Managed Funds by 20%. And people read things, uh, obviously, in the book when we talk about portfolio construction, we talk about how to buy and sell on a whole range of amazing things and I get a whole heap of feedback from people, which is fantastic, I love. If you've read my books, one of the, any of my books, um, please feel free to shoot me an email and um, you know, give me your thoughts on it, that sort of stuff. But it, And some people ask questions on how to apply some of the things into it, but I thought I'd do a bit of a podcast on a lot of the st- just little chunks of what's in the book and, and how we talk about things to help you. And uh, uh, if you do, if you've not read my books at all yet, you can get them at um, all good bookshops um, here in Australia. If you're listening from the US, uh, our, my, our US version of my latest book, Accelerate Your Wealth, um, is available from Amazon um, and from our publishers. You can just go to our website, wealthwithin.us. Uh, you'll be able to get that for Australians. Uh, you can get my book from our website, wealthwithin.com.au, or you know, from bookshops, etc. as well. It's also in bookshops in the US as well, um, the latest one. But I just want to cover a few of sort of the critical areas, I suppose, in profiting from the share market or how you make good money from the share market. And I know the, the returns that people are getting from after reading my book is just phenomenal. Some of the people are getting amazing returns, turning their, their retirement savings around and where they've been losing money or been getting very poor returns there. They're, you know, really kicking butt, basically. But the two most sort of pressing questions that I find on investors' minds are, firstly, where is the market heading over the next 12 months? And second, what shares should I buy? They're the two sort of questions. It doesn't matter which year it is. That's what I get. Um, and it's constant, you know. Um, you know, if, if you've been watching my YouTube uh, channel Wealth Within TV, you know, you know people going, should I buy this, should I buy that, or what shares, I've got these shares, but I'm looking at these ones, which one of those should I buy, and it's just a constant uh, thing, and when you're asking me what shares should you buy, that means you don't know enough, um, and you should be looking at how you can determine that for yourselves, but um, to me, the answer to the first question is where the market heading over the 12 months, just watch my YouTube and subscribe to our e-news. So just get on our website and just subscribe to us and it'll come out. Um, we'll give you our rundown on the market, where we're thinking and heading. And right now, 2020, the market's bullish. That's what it's going. Um, pretty much that's as simple as it needs to be. So right now is the time to make shed loads of money um, and to get into the market, not to be afraid of it. 
which a lot of people is. So that's the answer to the first question. But the second question, I really wanted to sort of um, discuss how you can make the most out of the opportunities that might come your way as the market moves higher because I find a lot of people make huge mistakes in the market by believing a lot of myths that are perpetuated by an industry that really want you to continually use them rather than do it yourself um, and I'm a huge do-it-yourself person you know where you can be doing it yourself yes I am a fund manager but I don't necessarily need to manage your money you do it yourself but you just need to know how you know and we do have a lot of our students that allow us to manage a portfolio for them because they trust what we do having learned how to trade themselves they trade smaller portfolios for themselves they do leverage like CFDs or FX or whatever else, and they trade higher frequency and trade large mates like that, and we look after the big a big portfolio for them if that makes sense, and so we manage the day to day bigger portfolio. But that's okay. Other people don't want to learn, so they let us do it. But you know what I'll be sharing with you is really more do's and don'ts uh, if that makes sense when investing in the share market, and uh, they're covered in my book, How to Beat the Manage Funds and Accelerate Your Wealth, um, in a bit more detail than probably what I'm going to do today. But first one, dollar cost average, and I can continually, and this is a real bugbear, I mean, I continually see people, and again, it's on my YouTube channel, I don't know how every couple of weeks somebody's dollar cost averaging, and to me, that's the worst thing you can do, because to me, according to professionals, dollar cost averaging reduces your risk of investing in volatile markets, well... I don't want to reduce my risk. I'm, you know, I can cover my risk. That's not a problem. You know, I just want to make. I want to get that volatility. But they also say, you know, it avoids the pitfalls associated with timing your entry into and out of the stocks because they people they actually also say you can't time your entry into a market or a stock or out of the market or a stock, which I reckon is absolute one hundred percent BS because that's what I do all the time. It's just. That's how I live and breathe as a trader and as a fund manager. That's what I do. So in my opinion, this strategy is flawed because investors are really subjecting themselves to higher risk when investing in assets, especially ones that are falling. If you keep buying Telstra's that kept falling down from nine twenty two down to $2.55, I think it was, or AMP, people kept buying AMP, and AMP just last year hit a real all-time low again. So, But people are dollar-cost averaging themselves to hell, so don't do that. Um, but buying more of a share that you're actually losing money on is the big sin. So if you're losing money on a something, don't buy more of it. And never buy more of it. It's just un- that increases your risk. The other ones, don't buy small caps. And again, I see this all the time on my YouTube channel. It doesn't matter how many times Janine and I say, don't buy cheaper liquid stocks. Don't try and pick up bargains like this because what may perceive to be a bargain or cheap to some um, you know, people love trying to get this bargain, you know. I was only saying to my wife, we're walking around the Westfield recently, and I said, look at this. Walk around any Westfield, um, and you, all you'd see all the time is discount signs all over the windows, all the time. doesn't matter whether it's Christmas or, you know, Boxing Day or, you know, financial year specials. There's always a special one. But interestingly, you go past the Apple Store, and you'll never see a sales sign on the Apple Store. Interesting. Why is that? Because Apple... No, they have this thing. It's an aspirational brand. You go and pay the money for an Apple because you know you're going to get something there. And when you walk in the door, you know you're not going to get a discount or a sale. You're just going to get a good product. I buy Apple all the time. But the thing is, is everywhere else, you wait for the special to happen. But people love getting cheap. But what is a bargain in the share market is completely different to when you're getting a bargain at the shop. And people can't put the two. Um, together and we continually see as I said on our YouTube channel where people are going you know I'm buying this because it's cheap and a few cents stocks you know stocks that are a few cents and the person asking the question 
There's nowhere near the knowledge to manage that. And I don't even have the knowledge to manage some of those stocks because they're just so illiquid. Um, but you're not getting a bargain when you're buying something cheap. So don't buy small, cheap, uh, small cap type stocks, you know, because, you know, as I said, you're not getting something cheap because what is, why is it cheap? Is all cheaping compared to what? And if you're just looking at the share price and saying, what's well, seven cents, that means it's cheap. You're not got it right because it could be worth one cent or it could be worth 50 cents, you don't know. Unless you understand that equation in comparison to something else, you don't know whether it's cheap or expensive. But to me, as I always talk about in my books, Accelerate Your Wealth and How to Beat the Managed Funds, is only ever by quality because that's where you get the greatest gains. Don't buy and hold either. There's another one. Don't buy and hold. Buy and hold is the most perpetuated myth in the financial services industry. But to me, to accept that time in the market is more important than timing the market is probably the biggest downfall of anyone wanting to beat the market average. And I argue about this in my um, podcasts and my articles about ETS, people buying exchange-traded funds, index exchange-traded funds. If you buy index exchange-traded funds, you are not looking after your portfolio because you're just going to get average. And if you want to get average, that's okay. But average, just buy the top 10 stocks and you'll beat any index ETF every single year. Simple. Don't buy an index ETF. That's pretty much what I'm saying. Because buy and hold is a greatest downfall and it will it will see your portfolio perform very average at best, at best. So I suggest you be more active. Don't overuse leverage. I know that was a big thing prior to the GFC. We had, you know, the investors had all that hype of quick returns and bigger returns that leveraging into the market um, was, and I think a lot of people got bit in the GFC. Now, as the market comes to a peak, which it will over the next two, three years, we're going to see a lot more um, incentives for people to leverage now. Obviously, after the GFC and a whole range of other things, the Royal Commission here in Australia, lending has tightened up. But what that happens, but then it'll loosen again. And as it loosens, that means there's more money going around. And when it starts to loosen, that means the market's getting up towards to its peak. But the more it loosens, the more it gets closer to its peak. And that's really what you need to be careful of. So because the more money and that leveraging, the more leveraging we get in the market, the higher probability, probability, slow down, Dale, the higher the probability is that the market is going to tip over. So we have record levels of leveraging at market peaks. That's really what I want to say to you. Also, don't get affected by the herd mentality. I know this is pretty common and people, you know, they look at chat forums or they watch things and they just read what others are doing. They just follow that. Worst way to make money on the marketplace. You know, you need to be independent uh, yourself because the masses get it wrong all of the time. So the masses buy when the market's falling and they sell when it's rising and they do the opposite. So uh, it's really better to be a contrarian in this area and don't do carve your own path and that's what we teach our students uh, whether it's in my books or in our courses we teach you to carve your own path and you'll do better uh, I think Warren Buffett once said uh, or not think Warren Buffett said it I know he said it but um, Warren Buffett said it's better to be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful so look at the market right now if people are greedy then start getting out if they're fearful get in that's pretty much what it is and it works um, also use stop losses I can con- constantly talk about this on our YouTube channel I talk about it in my books use stop losses to protect your capital concentrated portfolios make more money 
as long as you use stop losses to protect your capital. So have less shares, but protect your downside risk. Nobody ever comes to me saying, hey, Dale, you know, can you tell me about this share and I'm making money on it? Can you know? They always ask me about shares they're losing money on because they're fearful of losing more. Um, and stop losses are one. If you protect the downside, forget about it. If you've got a stock loss in on a stock, a stop loss in on a stock you own, then you don't worry about the upside. Let the upside. People say to me all the time, "How far is this likely to go?" I've got this stock. Do you think it's going to hit this price? If you're going to, is it going to hit that price? Is it going to get to this? Who cares? It doesn't make any difference because it, it will do what it's going to do. Your job is to get out at the right time, you know, and let it run. And while it's running, because if I say to you, if you if it's eight dollars and you go, "Will it get to ten dollars?" I go, "Yeah, you might get out at ten, but it might go to 15. So you'd be cutting off your profits. So put your stop losses on. And in my book, I do teach you how to put those on. And obviously, in my courses, we do teach a lot more sophisticated stop losses and trailing stop losses and a whole lot of other exit strategies that will help you really tighten up your trading and become a great trader. If you want to be an investor, that's okay too. Um, Obviously, with the books, uh, what we teach in the books will help you with that as well. Next one. Buy top quality stocks. It's sort of don't buy cheap. It's the opposite of don't buy cheap, buy quality. So the top 100 stocks on the marketplace, you don't need 5,000 instruments. I know brokers are constantly, I see them on my desktop, you know, email comes through. Use our platform and get access to 5,000 instruments to trade. I go, who cares? I don't have time to look at 5,000 things. I just need, I only need to own 8 to 10 stocks, 8 to 12 stocks at any one time. Don't need all the rest narrow your focus don't be like a kid in a lolly shop trying to pick a color because you're going to get it wrong you don't need all these sophisticated softwares and platforms if you i did another podcast just recently you know on how to be how to trade well go and listen to that one you'll i'll talk a bit about this sort of stuff here but uh focus do the basics be consistent at, at doing the basics you'll make money all the time so that's really whether it's an investor or a trader um Next one's managing your risk. Just always, 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 if I didn't say that enough, always manage your risk uh, that you're taking to make sure you know how to manage it. If you don't know how to manage risk, learn. Because uh, it's really, it's trying to swallow a $1,000 mistake for some people is huge. Some people, it's just a drop in the ocean. But you do need to make sure you're managing risk. And if you don't understand how to do it, let me teach you. That's really what you need to do. But um, you should always manage your risk by doing your research, understanding the basics of how to invest in portfolio management, doing what you do. Uh, and that leads me into diversification. But, you know, I think, I think as Buffett said uh, about diversification, for, I don't know, I can't remember something like fools, fools diversify or something like that or I can't remember exactly what the term is, what he actually said. But I say to people diversify but don't. <laughs> sort of like an oxymoron, isn't it? Um, don't do it too much. You know, we're taught. You know, in you know the, the media and industry says you know gum. They go ETFs, exchange traded ETFs. That gives you greater diversification than you'd do for yourself. Well, BS. I don't care. I don't need great diversification that you get from a, an ETF. You've got one ETF. It might be invested in a hundred companies, but that doesn't give you better diversification. It actually gets you worse returns. Um, but 8 to 12 stocks, that's what I talk in my book. I show how to do that. So um, get the book and you'll learn how to do your position sizing correctly and buy and sell. But educate yourself. Just the last one. Educate yourself. Buy my book. Educate yourself. Watch our videos. Educate yourself. Because ignorance really, really, really is expensive. And, and I always say to people, you're going to pay for your education one way or another. Either you're going to pay for it in losses, you're going to pay for it in consistency, you're going to pay for it in time. You're going to pay for it. 
one way or another. I just say, make your job easy, learn to do it right the first time, not take years. And constantly I get emails and phone calls from people that have been trying to trade for decades, you know, or five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years. Investors who have been trying to invest and trade for 10 or 20 years and then they read my book and they go, wow, everything for the first time in their life, they really understand what's going on and it's changing their experience in the market and they're making money consistently. So educate yourself, you know, because in a bull market, anybody can make money, but it's only in the other markets. We're in a bull market now, which is fantastic, but are you planning for when it may not be as bullish? That's what you need to do. Is there, if there's a GFC around the corner, how are you going to protect yourself? What are you going to do? Best time to do to learn is right now while the market's good, so you're not so much pressured under anything else. So you'd be making some really good money. Um, so do gain a good solid education because when it comes to the share market, your first investment should always be to educate yourself. Because uh, and I often say to people is, would you give all your money to somebody with your knowledge and experience to trade for you on your behalf? And I've yet to have anybody come back to me and say, yes, they all go, no, think about it. Why would you do it? Learn, educate yourself, get the experience, understand what you're doing. Um, and so you can be a successful trader yourself. So that's all my little tips or hints or whatever it is. Um, but as I said, if you want to get my book, it's on our website for US uh, listeners. It's on the um, Amazon website, it's got green writing on it. Um, you'll know it's a US book from there or from our publisher over there. But uh, you've been listening to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillen, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. Take care. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.